Oh, cold acid doesn't know about the Mexican pizza. It's November 22nd, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter 170, and Dining with the Amish, I'm Maple Kirby. And pressing X to doubt, I'm Cold Acid. Pressing X. Man, they're suing everyone now. Did you see that? Over these ads? The, uh, I think it was, uh, one of these media, it was Media Matters? One of these companies that they, uh, they're doing the the shtick where they go to the advertisers and say, hey, look, someone, you, you put your IBM ad uh, right up next to this uh, this shit post, and uh, then they take it down, right? They're trying to play that game, and yeah, it sounds like... media matters. It's, it sounds like what they did is they, they have the logs from Twitter of the guy at Media Matters refreshing a million times and playing with search terms, like trying to come up with a concoction that would cause that ad to show up over that tweet, <laughs> and uh, it's it's... Just awesome. Yeah, because when you're that fucking game... gaming the system, yeah, these guys, Media Matters is a fucking propaganda outlet. What the fuck do you expect? Th- that that game where they manipulate the uh, the system to try and get a bad pairing of ad and content and then, you know, send the letter to the advertiser and make us think about it, that is such an old scam. I'm so glad someone's getting taken to court for it. It was bullshit from day one, and uh, I'm glad something's, someone's doing something about it. Hey, I heard a Horitos. Horitos. Is it turkey flavored is my question. No, it's Mandarin. Mandarin? Oh, that's not Thanksgiving themed. Well, what sort What sort of soda is Thanksgiving themed? There's there's no fucking gravy soda as far as I know. <laughs> what, and I tur- hope there isn't. Gravy soda? You could have turkey soda. There is a cranberry soda. Okay, cranberry soda, that would... That would work. I think there's. I don't a think a gravy. I don't think a gravy or a turkey f- soda would. No, there's a Jones soda, turkey and gravy. There is a turkey f- soda. I'm letting Jesus you know. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> this is um, Jones. Is there company. nothing sacred? Jones Soda is a company that did that, and they also at my roommate's wedding they had it catered because his last name was jones so they uh they had jones soda do the wedding they didn't have the turkey soda there uh but they had an assortment of special uh special flavors i think so well do you know what time it is it is uh it's time 19 m1911 i here's what it is it's time to eat a 30 inch pizza it is time to eat a 30 pizza and that's that picture I slipped into my show notes that we were talking about before the show. This is yep. Badlands Chugs, friend of the show. Um, I wish he was my personal friend. This guy is just awesome. Uh, who chugs things. Like, he'll, he he chugs competitively. Um, like a yeah, gallons I mean, we, of lemonade. We've and... talked about him before on the show, I remember. <laughs> and he, he, what, he had, like, this fucking, like... 10 liter mixture of sodas or something yeah he'll do that the, he chugged he i think the one we talked about on the show is the all do challenge he got every yes flavor. the all do cha- that sounds familiar he's done the all do challenge he's done the all pepsi uh challenge he's done stuff like hey i got two gallons of prime and we're gonna chug them all he'll do every time they do a new flavor of soda um like uh there's baja blast right but there's other for mountain dew that's a Taco Bell exclusive. There's other things. He'll go to the drive-thru and just get, like, 
these, the biggest size cup you have, and I'll get like 10 of them. And he sits in his car with a webcam pointed at his face. His wife like holds this big boot and he pours all these, all the sodas into a giant glass boot. And then he chugs <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, Badlands chugs guys. But this time he was doing eating. He's done some competitive eating stuff before too. And he was with a bodybuilder new to the, to the food and chugging scene is a guy named Big Twig. And he is... Big Twig... He's the muscle guy in the video, and he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's no he's no twig. No, he's big twig. He's all tatted up, and he has this American flag bandana. I'd never seen this guy before in the video. He's like this, he's covering this crazy blonde uh, thing hair he has. Anyway, like a minute into the video, he takes it off, and the whole thing's a wig. <laughs> it was just the best. <laughs> this this video was fantastic, and in it, um, Badlands chugs. Uh, friend of Rare Encounter <laughs> and uh, Big Twig go to this Italian rest uh, pizza restaurant, wh- which has like, oh, if you can finish a 30 inch pizza, two people, 20 minutes, uh, you get $200. And they're talking they to this. They did it, didn't they? They did it. They did it in like uh, 15 minutes or something. It was a little more than Damn. 15. Damn. And they were talking to the guy who owns the pizza shop. They're talking shit with him the whole time. He's like, yeah, you guys, no one's ever beat this before. You're not going to do it either. It was fantastic. Uh, great production. Uh, and then they th- they were slamming two slices on top of each other. They'd take a slice, they put another slice on top and make a pizza sandwich, and then they, <laughs> they fold it in half and eat it. It was absolutely bonkers. These guys That's are machines. Wild, so there you go. It's uh, time to eat a 30-inch pizza. It's time to eat a 30-inch pizza. Yes. Thank you, Bad Lids. Thank you for your courage. <laughs> Woo! Speaking of pizza. Yes. I think you got another, I think you got a related story as well. You got to lead me into it. Oh, man. So, yeah, they are, they are getting rid of, they're getting rid of the classic, uh, the classic stuff at, uh, Pizza Time Theater, aren't they? Yes. So we had another story. This was the Neo Leo bit. I was going to actually play Neo Leo's voice on the show for you guys because I love you so much. We we talk about his tweets a lot, but we don't talk about his on-screen personality. And uh, I think I can jump in 30 seconds into this. It's pretty safe. Here we go. Welcome to Chuck E. Cheese Northridge. How's everybody doing? Chuck E. Cheese making a big change to their game plan. That's Neo Leo's voice, by the way. I just want to let you know. More than 45 years. More than a billion people have come through the doors of Chuck E. Cheese. Animatronics are on their way out. In their place, interactive dance floors and giant video walls. We've been phasing out the animatronics over the last couple of years because every generation has had their own Chuck E. Cheese. There are yeah, this is, by the way, I should describe this yeah, I, a little I, more. This is sad. This is sad. Chuck E. Cheese, you know? the beloved children's casino and pizza parlor, uh, is gotten rid of most of their animatronic uh, bands. They have a house band, kind of like the Rock of Fire Explosion band. Chuck E. Cheese also had one, too. And Yeah, and it was awesome. They Creepy, were, but awesome. It's very very much the Five Nights at Freddy's kind of vibe. And Well, I mean I mean Chuck E. Cheese was the inspiration for Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it, it, but you know, the an, creepy animatronics thing, right? That's that's what the game was. By the way, did you know they're making a Five Nights at Freddy's movie? 
Yes, I did Ugh. hear about that. Did, how, no, I, I, I've heard commercials for it. I just want to know how hard did you grow? They have fucking. They have fucking radio. Sp they had fucking radio spots or something. No, or maybe it was a trailer. Okay, we. I, I want to get to Canadian commercials soon. Let's finish this report. Chuck E. Cheese. We got to hear what's going on. More than 400 U.S. locations. 75% are remodeled with new games, new pizza and cake, and new entertainment. We took a pause here. But thanks to a petition started by teen fan Logan Carrero. You know, I just noticed they said new pizza and cake. And I realize the cake's there because the kids have the birthday parties. The pizza was always Chuck E. Cheese staple, but... Well, I mean, it, I mean, it was originally named Pizza Time Theater, right? The What I'm trying to get at is... Chuck E. Cheese, for a long time, has been criticized for not serving, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name for it. It's like non-uniform pizza, where they, it, instead of giving you a pizza that's all the slices from the same pizza, they give you, like, leftovers from other people's pizza is the accusation. All the slices are from different pies. It's like a homogenized pizza. You know, like That's... some pizzas are bigger than others. They're cut different. Well, what they would do is they give you a slice of everyone. It's it's so hard to describe. Um, you know, it and people would look at it and they'd say, hey, it's like you took all the leftover pizza from the last hour and tried to put the slices back together, arrange them into a pie and uh, and pass it off as a new pie. Do, do, have you heard that rumor? That's... Have you seen that thing? The, this has been a controversy no, with no, Chuck I've, Cheese. No, I've, I haven't. I'm like fucking shocked here. No, this has been a controversy with Chuck E. Cheese that they've been taking the pizza scraps and uh, reassembling them into pies to sell them as new. So I'm uh, I'm not sure that they would actually take pizzas from people's plates. I think it was... Uh, there, well, no, I wasn't saying right? they're going to take... <laughs> saying that i wasn't saying that no just the, just the idea i mean i mean i I've, I've kind of seen that sort of thing like somebody comes in at like at like the bars are closed and you're just about to lock up right at the pizza place next to next to the bar right Be and then like a bunch of people come fucking rushing in they want they want some pizza to bring home right right and all you all you got are the slices you want to go home you're like Okay, you. Uh, we got all the we got all these slices. You pick pick six of them. We'll throw them in a box and we'll call it good, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think we. You, ju you just charge you just charge them the regular rate for the extra large pizza instead of uh, instead of like what they would pay by the slice. I think we've all been in cafeterias before where maybe they do uh, St. Patrick's Day. We get corned beef and cabbage, and then you notice for the rest of the week. Cabbage is always on the uh, the side for the next uh, six days. You know, they, uh, you know they that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen in a place that I frequented because I fucking love my cabbage. Mm. I do. I had cabbage today at the Amish place. Let's get through Chuck E. Cheese. Then we got to talk about Canadian commercials and we got to talk about food a little more. All right, Chuck E. Cheese. Here we go. Right. Neo Leo, take us back. This Northridge, California location will be the only place in the U.S. where the animatronic band will keep playing. They're just so fascinating the way they move around and talk to each other and dance. It's just it's crazy. This will be the only location in the entire United States where you can see the old and the new all in one place. We wanted to keep one legacy location open and have our band have a residence where you can come anytime you want. Every day the band will be playing. And you're going to guarantee you're not getting rid of this anytime soon. This one is here to stay. Chuck E. 
That was Neo Leo advocating for us. Telling the owner Thank you, Neo of Leo. Cheese. This one's not going anywhere, right? He is on the right side of history. Neo Leo. He's do he's doing a he's doing us a solid. Yes. Chuck E. Cheese founder Nolan Bushnell on hand for the dedication. Yeah, you I was talking to you about this yesterday. Nolan Bushnell, that's the guy you were talking you mentioned. Yeah, the, like, he he was also the founder of Atari. Yes. And here he is being interviewed. Are you actually glad that it's going to be in a restaurant, not in some museum? You know, because I think that it's good to be able to come here and experience what we started in 1976. He needs to have an Atari in Chuck E. Cheese. They like, probably did have them in there back in back in like the eight the seventies. It's very interesting. Having it in a restaurant is the appropriate way to give homage to our legacy. These fans and even my kids, now a part of Chuck E. Cheese history. Yes, Neo Leo is a father. Confirmed on Rare Encounter. Why is this your favorite character? A lot of people like, uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, but Jester is my favorite cute. Oh, oh, this this lady is cosplaying as one of the members of the band uh, at this event. She has actually cosplaying as I can't remember what the name is. She'll, I'll rewind oh, you should have screenshotted that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't produce this video. I'm just playing it off YouTube now. Uh, I should have. If I had more time, I would have done it. But a lot of people like, uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, but Jester is my favorite character because uh, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes, you know, his eyes do like the little uh, cross eye thing and stuff like that. I just think it's kind of cool. It's easy. It's kind of like unique, you know? This is going to become a destination for all of our super fans and those that just want to reach back to the legacy of Chuck E. Cheese. There you go. There's your Neo Leo report. The first time we've heard his voice on the show. Yeah. Thanks, Neo Leo. He's a he's a fantastic guy. I'm still a fan. Uh, hit some some just great material. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't make it to the show, but we'll we'll keep our eye on Neo Leo and uh, bring you his stuff <laughs> as it comes out. Uh, mm -hmm. There we go. All right. Uh, um, Canadian advertising. I have to tell you something. I watched. Uh oh. I watched the Grey Cup. I've been yep. watching CFL. We I mentioned it. CFL is good football. It has been very good. I watch. I watched. You know the Argonauts choke uh, in the playoffs. Unfortunately, that's that's just yeah. They didn't even hard. make it to the finals, but the Owls did. Yeah, and the Alouettes they took it, and it was a fantastic game. Really, really, really uh, high tension. You know, it's trading back and forth. Yeah, I and I heard they had Green Day for the halftime show. Right, and he said both f words. Nice. Yes. Good. They, they played Holiday, and they did. They weren't brave enough to do American Idiot, I think, but they did a couple uh, old songs. And at first, I thought he might have been doing, um, you know, there's the Green Day's always used backing tracks for Boulevard of Broken Dreams for the acoustic guitar part, the um, tremolo guitar part, and also. It, on the album, there is a guy, I can't remember his name, his last name is White or something. He was on this, I recognize his face. He was on the stage. He's the guy who plays the lead guitar part um, on the American Idiot album. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see him around. I, I'm not a huge Green Day fan, but I liked them, you know, at the time. And uh, especially the American Idiot era was kind of, you know, I was the right age then <laughs> to be into it. So it was kind of cool I, I to see I was always them. more of a Dookie fan. Yeah, I... I I did like American Idiot, the album, and it's distinct from their later stuff and their earlier stuff in that, um, I don't know, it just hits different. And it's not, I wouldn't even call it, um, you know, a really punk album. It's definitely like a pop kind of thing. 
But, yeah, it, it's it's pop, not punk. Dookie was more punk than uh, than American Idiot. Yeah. But they, it, it's fun to go listen to that. Um, you know the lyrics that they have yeah, on I that mean, first not, that American Idiot song. I'm you know, not dissing. Like, I'm not dissing American Idiot. Okay, I have both of those albums, it's, and they're both good albums. But I just prefer their their older, more raw. Uh, sort of uh, feeling right yeah and they just went they just went too polished from american idiot onwards oh yeah and they i i think they deserve the grammy for the polish and the production um it, it, it was a co- cohesive thing and i like that they got the rock album of the year um anyway what i was trying to say is one of those commercials that came on on cfl plus I don't get TSN down here, but um, for the first time this year, people outside of Canada have been able to watch um, every CFL game, including the Grey Cup, on a thing called CFL Plus, which is free. All you have to do is not Ooh. have a Canadian IP address. <laughs> you can you can watch it um, streaming high definition. Uh, it is um, pretty synchronous with the TSN stream. I didn't get to time it, but it's not like delayed by twenty minutes or or. or a noticeable amount of time and uh this is all a shaggy dog way of saying i saw the commercial about the dot ca tld yeah <laughs> and i thought that was hilarious the um d- you're familiar with this cold uh it's a promotion by the top level domain um i guess server or service or something they're promoting the using dot ca as your tld for canadian websites and oh they, yeah it's that. in lieu of dot com and in the in the video it's like there's a guy he's trying to decide i'm gonna register a domain should i use dot com or dot ca and then he clicks on dot ca and he says yeah you made the right decision and it's it's just so fucking stupid that they would have to advertise a tld I've never seen a TLD advertised like that. It is, it is probably not the TLD itself being advertised, but a registrar who sells .ca domains. It was very specifically promoting the idea of using .ca instead of .com. And this is yeah, great because, cut, you know? because Because .ca is more expensive. Okay, I'll give you that. You know, there was a, there was a company... There was a company that was a domain registrar that would fucking like send send like snail mail spam <laughs> trying to convince people to uh, to go with them to buy to buy a .ca domain. Yeah, who would respond to a snail mail <laughs> spam? Right? I mean, this was this was around this was around turn of the century, mind okay. you. Okay, so it was like it was like two thousand to two thousand two, uh, maybe as late as two thousand six that I was getting these. So could could you fill out a postcard and put a stamp on it and mail it back, and they'd register your domain? No, you. They were. They would actually <laughs> expect you to contact them on their website. Oh, what, yeah, that's. But still, I mean, they're paying. They're paying for like a letter that's printed, put in an envelope, right? Has the uh, has the commercial uh, pre mark on it, right? Yep. So it's not it's not being treated as like you know you drop in you drop in the flyer in every box in the neighborhood. No, this is addressed ad mail, <laughs> personalized mail, as uh, Canada Post likes to call it. Oh, jeez. You know, I think all of the post services 
their dependence on advertising, which basically junk mail, uh, really doesn't help civilization. It's uh, it's not no, a net it positive. doesn't. And people like grocery flyers. That's the only thing, the only kind of junk mail or junk mail adjacent thing I've ever seen anyone pay attention to at all is if you have a grocery store in the area and you want to see what's on sale, you know, in the next week. That's yeah. kind of that's well, kind of cool. Well, we also have we also have here like a monthly like essentially essentially a a multiple business flyer slash ticket book mm-hmm. or coupon book, right? And that that'll leaf through and like if they've got a sur- if they're if there's a service advertising in there that I need, I might reach out to them, especially if they're offering a decent discount, right? But it's not like it's not like any of the other stuff. Like I get I get all these fucking all these fucking like bits of physical spam about like, hey, you want to sell your house? Sell with us, right? I'm like, bitch. I only fucking bought this house a few years ago. I'm not fucking selling this place. <laughs> Fuck, I don't even have all my shit unpacked. Ah, that's terrible. Even I'm unpacked Ma- by now. Yeah, well, I got to get this fucking wall finished down here. Ah, and boy. then I can bring all the stuff that's upstairs uh, still in the hallway in boxes and actually fucking unbox it, stick it up on shelves and everything. That's right, too. I need to buy a whole bunch of shelves. Uh, I've been buying stuff from secondhand stores. Goodwill is my I've, favorite. I've been, I, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a, what do you call it? Uh, the, those, a flea market that's like pretty much down the street from me. And they got all sorts of neat stuff, but they never have uh, bookshelves or other shelving units in good condition there. Yeah, um, Goodwill around shit here that's does. about to fall apart. Habitat for Humanity has stuff like that, if you have one nearby. Yeah, I don't. The one in Ohio is excellent. I've been there and got... I can't even remember. Yeah, well, I'm not going all crap. the way to fucking Ohio for some bookshelves. Well, they have them in Canada. Habitat for Humanity has stores in Canada. I know this for a fact. I don't know how close they are to I you. I just don't know where... I there. don't know where they are, though. Yeah. Uh, that's a little tip, though. Some of those secondhand stores have really good stuff. You have to find the ones that are geared towards poor people and not the ones that are geared towards, like, collectors and, and you know, bored grandmas or something. Because some of the stores you walk in and it's like, hey, look, we have a bunch of little statuettes and uh, everything's marked up a little bit higher and they don't have, you know, normal pots and pans. They don't have normal, like a basic dresser <laughs> that you could get for $10 instead of paying a hundred right at a store. Like if you had to put clothes inside something uh, <laughs> and you didn't have a lot of part, money, part that's of what it you too do. Is, part of it too is I actually want like, like proper nicely built things, not this fucking, you know, like they sweep up the sawdust and like spray it with glue and, and call it wood. No, I got right. a bunch of solid wood. I got some pine boxes, hinged pine boxes, uh, five bucks nice. a piece. I got some solid wood. Um, it's kind of like, it kind of looks like a tool um, box, So you're saying I should go to Habitat for Homeless and get my furniture there. <laughs> the Habitat for um, Huge Manatees. Huge Manatees. <laughs> As I call it. The, yeah, that's pretty good. That's my... Uh, that's my thing. Hey, uh, we got another news story if you want to listen to it. 
Sure. This is a story. Uh, let me just play it. I don't want to spoil it. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to play it. We'll hear what happens. A Florida family was not happy when a porch pirate swiped their Taco Bell delivery, but it is never, ever a good thing. No porch pirate, porch pirate in uh, swiping Taco Bell. Not good. When they came face to face with the hungry thief, a doorbell security camera shows an Uber Eats driver dropped off the $45 order, right? Mm-hmm. Minutes later. OK, can we talk about $45 of Taco Bell? Do we think he ordered? I mean, $45 of Taco Bell uh, versus, like, the first question is, who the fuck, who the fuck would actually, like, fucking steal Taco Bell? Like, I mean, I mean, the the worst thing to do would be to actually leave it for the customer, right? (laughs) Maybe maybe the thief was trying to do them a solid? This is a hero. All right, let's find out who the hero of the story is. $45 order, right? Mm-hmm. Minutes later, a huge bear lumbers oh, over, oh, wow. wait, oh, wow. smells the Taco Bell, takes the bag, <laughs> oh, puts gosh. it in his mouth, and leaves. Just like That's it. It's a bear. It's lunch hour. The it's a bear. Out. It's gone. It is gone. They say oh, the bear came back. Wait a minute. And took the drinks. No, it didn't. Wow. The, yeah. It needed some Pepsi to, to wash down all that fucking rat meat. Yep, this bear smells like seven layers now. That's how you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, uh, I think you'd find it by just, you know, just following following the trail of bear <laughs> diarrhea yeah. all the way into the woods. By talk, finally answering the question, do bears shit in the woods? Now we know for sure. Absolutely. No, they they leave a trail of liquid shit on their way there, though. <laughs> this bear definitely does. Okay, Taco Bell menu, $1 spicy potato soft taco, 240 calories. It's vegan, too. <laughs> well, it's potato. Taco Bell was the preferred vegan fast food joint for a long time, especially because of the, I think it was the Mexican pizza. Mexican pizza? Yeah, they had a Mexican... <laughs> oh, oh, Coldessa doesn't know about the Mexican pizza. <laughs> no, uh, it, it was a food item, but you could order it with beans instead of beef, and they would make you a Mexican pizza without beef. Um, was preferred by, I think it was the Indian community, like the Hindi community. Huh. To, to the effect, some some years ago... Uh, they actually discontinued the Mexican pizza and there was a petition to bring it back because there were people like, and they were all Indian. They're coming out and saying, look, you know, my, <laughs> my dad won't eat beef. And it's the only thing he'll, if we go out for fast food, it was the only thing you could eat. Now it's off the menu everywhere. So it was, uh, yeah. they actually had a so petition. Did to bring they it bring back. it back? I believe they did in select stores. Yeah. The Mexican pizza is what it was called. Yeah. Mexican pizza is right there. They also have the veggie version. They explicitly made a veggie version. Which should have bean paste. <laughs> it's not black beans. It's refried beans instead of beef. Yeah. But there you go. You can add jalapenos. You know what Taco Bell has done lately in their locations? They have those touch screens. All the fast food joints have these now. It's a touch yeah, because screen. They're che- because they're cheaper than paying somebody who's not worth 7 bucks an hour 15 Well, I, I'm a fan of these. I did eat at a Taco Bell uh, back when I was on that road trip some time ago. Um, the, 
the Taco Bell we went to was somewhere in Oregon. I can't even remember where the hell we were. But when you went inside, you had these screens, and all of a sudden, you could interact with the menu. And I found out there was all kinds of shit that you could get on the menu that was not known to me. Like, you could get... some so, Like, two years ago, I figured out you could get jalapenos on everything at Taco Bell if you want. You could just add, ask them to add it. I didn't know you could do that when I was a kid. And so if I'm going to eat at Taco Bell, you add the jalapenos... But you could also get like these different different skews of tacos. And I don't even remember what they were called, but they were like the only way I can describe it is a different skew than the normal Taco Bell taco. Uh, and uh, it was fantastic, actually. It, uh, I mean, it was Taco Bell, so it wasn't fantastic. But, you know, uh, being able to explore and customize my taco uh, was pretty, pretty good. It's yeah, a win, well, small win for the for the brave new world. I've ha- I've had some half decent cheap tacos, and they were not from Taco Bell. Were they from a street vendor? No, actually, they were from a uh, competing Canadian taco chain that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> okay, as far as I know. Hmm. Well, there's a couple down here that are way better than Taco Bell. Del Del Taco, or as I like to call it, Deltaco. Is pretty uh, pretty high up there, and my the Taco John's is also pretty decent. I mean, in I terms mean, of fast come on. food, if you're taco. competing, if you're competing against Taco Bell, it's not difficult to be better. No, no. Um, how do we get on Taco Bell? Let's see. We were going to talk about food. We talked about ads. Um, I think we were trying to get somewhere. I can't remember where we were trying to go. Hey, it's Rare Encounter. We just meander all over the place. That's what we do here. That's what we do. Um, speaking of meandering. How about how about those uh, how about those sandwiches? Those sandwiches are doing a pretty good job of meandering around, mostly in circles. <laughs> They're not, it's not yeah, really so, a meander. So tell me a, about this. This is the first I've actually heard about these fucking rotating sandwiches. Okay, this is an interview by Dig. Remember Dig? Dig.com? Well, I they, remember Dig. They interviewed what they describe as the web's most prolific sandwich rotator. Who thinks we'd be, quote, all be better off if the Internet was a stranger place? And OK, I, I definitely I definitely agree with that. OK, and rotated sandwiches. Uh, basically, there's these videos of different sandwiches on a white background that are rotated. Uh, they're like little animations of a spinning sandwich. But there's all kinds of sandwiches you can look at. So there's a um, what looks like a chicken sandwich. There's a, this this a first one sandwich. in here is actually if you if you open the image in new tab <laughs> you find out that is a jackfruit cheesesteak a jackfruit cheesesteak yes oh that's the first one in the article yep there is yes this next one is a pear and goat cheese sandwich we should I'm gonna drop some of these in chat so they can see these animated uh, sandwiches rotating I did just drop the article link. In the chat, they can all see it there. Let me drop the the pictures first because I know those get the better clicks. So there we go. Sandwich rotator one dropped in chat. Chat is now looking at sandwich rotated sandwich number one. Let's get. Rotated. I think that's number two. Well, it's that's the first pair and goat you linked. As far as they know, it's number one because it's the first one I linked. Yeah. And there's number two. So now you can get a flavor. Get it flavor for the, <laughs> the sandwiches. This third rotated. one. This third one is called the Hebrew hammer. Yes. I am a fan of the uh, Jewish deli. 
They do have good delis, I will admit. But the Jewish deli isn't a deli owned by Jews. It is a format for food. It's it's a oh. thing, right? It's like an Italian restaurant. There's also the Jewish deli. And there's been some great ones in the Colorado area. They were closed when I went back, so I guess they didn't do too well. But they had... Uh, there was one that I went to. It was called, like, The Jewish Deli. And all of their sandwiches were named something like this. It was the Hebrew Hammer. They had the uh, the Big Jew. They, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and, you know, everything. They had the mostly kosher stuff. They had non-kosher stuff, too. And a Jewish Deli is not necessarily kosher, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, lot of the New York Deli format um, is actually Jewish Deli format. You just want to float that out there. Um Big fan of those if you can find a good one. Especially if they know how to cook a good, like, pastrami sandwich with egg salad on it. That's my jam. It's hard to find someone who does that, and it actually tastes good. So first, yeah, no one my, does it my enough. My jam is raspberry, thanks. <laughs> yes. So I'm not going to read the whole interview. It's it's kind of fun. You know, he's just kind of playing on the... Trying to be weird. We like weird stuff on the yeah. internet. So we're, we're, we're rotating sandwiches, but it's... uh pretty fun now keeping keeping up keeping up on weird stuff i'm uh you know how some people wish that they had like some sort of like uh narration to go along with everything that they do you mean like a voice in your head that tells you what your next move is no no but more like more like if you're being followed around and and like somebody's like saying what you're doing as you're doing it Oh, uh, in its natural environment, we observe the sophisticated Homo sapiens engaging in the critical ritual of hydration. This male individual has selected a small cylindrical container, likely filled with life-sustaining H2O, and is tilting it expertly towards his intake orifice. Such grace, such poise. Yeah. So, thanks to thanks to the magic of AI, this this dude. He went, he went and he took, he took GPT-4 Vision, uh, a webcam on his laptop, and uh, this service, uh, Eleven Labs, the one that's used to, like, do the, do the voice deepfakes, like, where you have, where you have, like, Dagoth or yeah. uh, talking about something completely different or, or, like, you know, stuff like that, right? So he combined he combined all of this. Uh, tra- had a had a Eleven Labs train like account where he had like a of a trained voice of David At- David Attenborough, and he he linked this all together. So the webcam the webcam is taking pictures. It's determining what's going on. Uh, GPT like like GPT four Vision determined what's going on and. And creates a narration in in the style of David Attenborough's uh, documentaries, and that would get piped over to the Eleven Labs uh, service, which would then like uh, such grace, <laughs> such poise. I do like the way he's saying that. I like the sounds coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Ah, in its natural environment, we observe the sophisticated Homo sapiens engaging in the critical ritual of hydration. Yes, taking a taking a drink of water. It does have that strange. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, there's an eerie sense to it that is almost a hallmark of it being um, generated. Like it sounds like it's a low bit rate, um, low bit rate um, audio file, like a real media file, or you know. Do you that, that might too? have been that might have been just like the the processing of the video that the guy posted, or my further processing in attempting to get get rid of or at least lower the background noise because where he was doing this was actually in like a restaurant or cafe or something mm. where he was recording this. Mm. Okay. It, and man, okay. Some of those recordings do get kind of crappy, so I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, given, given what I've heard with the, with the ones with the one that was like the Dagoth Ur model, that was just like, you know, the, the model was trained on just the, just the Dagoth Ur voice clips from Morrowind, right? And it was it was putting out some really well sounding stuff. At least at least to my discerning ears, it sound it sounded realistic to me. Hmm. Yeah, it it was good. We played some of those on this on the show. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I've got podcasts to do. I've got um, orcas. We got Killing we got people. games to talk about too. Yeah, you want to do podcast first, and then we can do games. All right, I want to get them out of the way. All right, um, we should get boostograms if you have those handy. I haven't. Uh, I don't have them handy. We haven't gotten any. Okay, well that's makes it easy. All right, hog story yeah. with John and Carolyn had their episode three seventy eight that was on Monday entitled "Don't Ass Laugh." Um, other podcasts that we like to mention, Behind the Schemes with Booburi and Lavish, uh, had their episode 179, The English Aristocracy. Wow, what a throwback. <laughs> That's a great title. <laughs> uh, Grumpy Old Beds had an episode today. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that. Neither I was I. actually I was actually listening to an interview. I had, um, I'm going to I need a a method to listen to Grumpy Old Ben's. And what I mean by method is like a, a good excuse to break away and sit in my car for two hours or something in the middle of the day. Um, but when how they often, have that... How often do you get interrupted at work? If I'm in the office, 100% of the time. <laughs> if, oh, from the well, moment shit. I walk work in to the moment I Wednesdays. leave. <laughs> work at home on Wednesdays. I don't know if I can get away with that. It's... um. It's uh, sometimes you just got to be there to get stuff done. You can't run an empire uh, through a Zoom meeting, dude. You have to be there. <laughs> Not that I run the empire, but that's yeah, the, I know, I know. Right? They, there's a saying that Chinese. Uh, I heard once upon a time that there's a Chinese version of this saying, which is uh, when, when you're discussing, uh, could, will I get in trouble for doing this? And someone would say, "Well, the mountains are high and the emperor is far away." as an answer and what it means is that um nothing's gonna happen when the boss ain't looking you can get away with shit the the, the, your your remoteness is a uh is uh is gonna protect you from anything happening and sort of the opposite side of that coin is if you're trying to keep things on track and and uh uh, you really can't be too far away you gotta you gotta stay local Uh, otherwise otherwise it just gets out of control so I make a, a point to try and be in the office when I can every, at least show my face and then get ambushed and then, 
Yeah, there we go. All right, enough about that. <laughs> Grumpy old Ben's, though, I can't... It, they just record while I'm at work, and I can't do it. Sorry. Bowl after bowl. Oh, I'm sorry. Episode 239, High Ate Us, was their Grumpy old Ben's. Bowl after bowl with Lorian and Spencer had episode 283, Send Me Nude. And Spencer covered for me last week. Yes, he did. How'd that go? I think it went pretty well. You listened to it. I mean, we did the we did the post production yesterday. Yes. Um, the I want to thank Spencer for coming out and doing that. The uh, it was very entertaining to hear rare encounter done by uh, by uh, someone else. I like that. I like it when I get a fill in and you keep the show format, or at least kind of keep the format. I mean, our format is very loose, but it's. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to hear it go. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you recommended uh, Spice and Wolf. I was applauding yes, when I, I was listening to that. You said, Sp I was screaming at my phone. I was like, say Spice and Wolf! <laughs> and then you did. <laughs> but it's a, applaud you for that. Great recommendation. It's one of my favorites. Um, but then later he was asking for like a more etchy anime. And I was saying like, oh, you got, I wanted you to say like Queen's Blade or some shit, you know, just to put something out there. So well, I, I put Keijo out there, and it's it's pretty edgy. I mean, it's a it's a show about girls playing a sport where what you do is bump into each other with their tits and ass. Yeah, but Queen's Blade is more like classic, like gross anime, um, and that would be my recommendation. I wasn't there; I didn't get to recommend anything. But if I was. It would have been like that or what it's the So there we go, everyone. You, you've heard it here. Abel Kirby says you should watch Queen's Blade for the big oversized tits. Yeah, and get a Catalia um, uh, get a, get a Catalia figure and glue gun it. And glue gun it. And hot glue that, Spencer. Get that. He, he's going to need the whole 3D <laughs> printer. Get some of that white filament, dude. You're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> glue that okay oh shit uh dad's anime podcast episode 129 i didn't see you on that no i was not on that which one but i listened on? to it before it was uh before it was publicly released aren't you gonna be on there sometime or did you already record that uh at the beginning the very beginning of the year oh okay all right stay tuned folks okay dad's anime podcast did episode 129 I don't hate robots. I just wouldn't let my daughter date one. Weeble joins us to discuss Pluto. Cool. Yes, not the planet, but the uh, but the Astro Boy spinoff. <laughs> Pluto. Not the dog from Disney. No. Okay. Um, I think that does it for podcasts. Um, why don't you hit me with some video games? All right. So we had we had two big. Uh, video game anniversaries uh, this month. One of them, right, just on the weekend. Uh, so let's roll back the clock to November 19, 1998. Bill Clinton is on his second term of the presidency and sending planes out to bomb Iraq yet again. Uh, uh, I don't know what else. I don't remember what else was going on. I was get my first, my first like modern PC, and this game came out. A game that you know it was it was a shooter, 
But unlike unlike the other shooters of the era, it actually put it actually made you feel like you were part of the world. You weren't just jumping in and and just shooting at everything in sight. No, you were part of a story. And they did it in such a way that, yeah, they they proved you could have story in a video game, in a shooter of all things, and it will work. That game, Half-Life. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh nice, man. nice putting on nice putting on the <laughs> That's the Half-Life theme. That or it's the Valve the theme. theme. The Valve theme, yeah. Yeah. It's, the, I mean, it's from it's... the beginning of the game, right? Oh when you, when you start it, that's the first thing you hear, I think. No, yeah, because they you because they use the hit from that for when they sh- when they splash the Valve logo. <laughs> yeah. But there's also there's also a scene where like that full track starts playing. Uh I I believe uh, in we have we have hostiles. We have uh, when you're above ground. Yes, and the what's that? Yeah. The marine shooting you. Yeah. Yep. The the marine heck you unit. Yeah, Half Life uh, was a fantastic game. I first saw it on a laptop. Uh, I remember my father brought home a laptop from work for something or other, and they had someone had bought Half Life on CD and installed it on the work laptop. And so he brought it home and we could play with it. So, so I got to play Half-Life. Nice. And I remember playing the tutorial and some of the early uh, parts of it before the uh, computer, probably Monday morning, had to go back to work. <laughs> uh, it was a good, good time. So First person shooter. So for this, yeah, I want, I want to continue. Uh, for the 25th anniversary, uh, Gabe and company, they actually went back into, they went back in, they fixed a bunch of bugs. Uh, Half-Life would not run properly on the Steam Deck. And I mean, that, that was kind of embarrassing that like their own thing for, for like rating if a game will play well on the Steam Deck and it had like the failing grade. So they fixed that up. They brought in like some of the content from, from the betas that, didn't make it into the final game. For example, <laughs> uh, they brought they brought back Ivan the Space Trucker, the Ivan the Space Trucker, and the original like beta Barney models wow. for use in uh, for use in Deathmatch. Okay, okay, right. And uh, yeah, they they also brought back the the uplink demo. That was that was created for for OEMs and publishing in the game magazines of the era. So now you can actually you can actually launch Uplink from within Half Life itself if you've got the 25th anniversary update. Jeez. Unfortunately, this still goes to show that Gabe cannot count to three because there's still no sign of Half Life three. And the issue wasn't even brought up in this 25th anniversary documentary that they put out on YouTube. Uh, they worked with this this team called Secret Tape, bringing back a bunch of the people who were at Valve back in the early days and involved in the creation of Half-Life One. Right, and they're interview interviewing them. You hear all the you hear all this like details like. The one person who is like handling all the texturing, right? Like going out, 
finding finding uh, texture images and producing oh, all right. of those. When you pho yeah. pho photograph, you wouldn't just use a texture library. You had to have artists that were going out there was and taking photos of stuff. Then going yeah, back and she, stitching she it, repeating patterns. There, apparently, apparently, a lot of a lot of that look is in the game is actually based on a canyon in near Seattle, in Washington State. And the the woman who was doing all of this, she actually like drove out there, and she also drove down to like the southern deserts for some more pictures. But like talking about putting all those together, uh, the talking about like you know taking pictures of rail cars and stuff for some of the textures uh her own her own upbringing in the in the uh the dc area uh which went into the look of the office spaces and everything right the mm -hmm. the concrete walls and all that it, it was actually really interesting all the all the details that uh that came out in that yeah it's a it's a really good watch Oh, cool. We should that should be in the show notes, right? Oh, it is definitely in the show notes. And also, uh Half-Life on like up to and including uh the 19th, Half-Life was free on Steam and now it's still at a 90% discount, so you can buy it for a buck. Yeah. If you don't already have it. I don't use uh Steam. I've deleted my Steam account and I I personally don't engage with Steam in any way. I, I don't like the DRM implications of that. And so I always try and find a way to buy something outside of the Steam store, um, including like what I well, bought. Well, you can always see if you can find like Half-Life on CD still. Well, but I, you won't have the 25th anniversary stuff. Well, that's fine. But um, what I was trying to get to for video games is that means when I buy stuff, like if you buy stuff on Itch or you buy it on other um, services, sometimes you get a Steam key with it. And so I've got yeah. a couple Steam keys that I've no use for at all. And I'm just floating the idea that I might we could do a giveaway. Like I have, for example, a Dwarf Fortress Steam key. I will take that. You will take it? Well, what, what do you mean? You just want me to give it to you? Or we could do it on the show. It's like a giveaway. Well, I don't have Steam. I, I don't have Dwarf Fortress on Steam yet. Okay. Do you? But I was no, going to give here, it away in the here, show, but here, I'll the, give it to you. The if DRM you want thing, it. the DRM thing is is not really is not really a Steam issue. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, uh, on on GOG you can get games without any DRM at all, right? And mm -hmm. and the games on Itch, well, the people who are putting games on Itch probably don't have access to any sort of DRM stack to begin with. So of course you're not going to find DRM on the games there. Okay. But uh, in the case in the case of Steam, a lot of it is just it's not like some some developers will use what Steam provides for or for like putting DRM into their games. But there's a lot of non-DRM games that are also available on Steam. They not they're not actually they're just distributed via Steam, right? And they're not actually like. You know they're not they're not actually doing much more than just using the way that Steam distributes stuff. Mm. All right. Well, if you want it, I'll give it to you. I was thinking to do it doing a giveaway, but uh, it sounds like you need it more. I mean, if you got a bunch, if you got a bunch of different Steam keys, then like we can give away a bunch of those. Well, I got one or two. Well, we'll think. Let's think about it some more before you <laughs> before you give me the key. All right. Now that you're in charge of my key, uh, that's what we'll do. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, the other game, there's another game that uh, came out five years before, and Lazy Game Reviews did a uh, did about a half-hour video on it, and this is a game that... Uh, hold on. Holding on. I should have grabbed the sound clip. Should I hold on tight? Hold on tight. As tight as you can. Okay. Uh, I'm holding on. Because, yeah, this is... Here we go. Let's see if this works. Trying. Ding. I hear a ding. Do you recognize it? No. No? Am I supposed to? I'm looking at chat. I'm waiting for someone in chat to say what this is. SimCity, Cotton Gin says. SimCity 2000. Hmm. I never didn't play SimCity 2000. You never played 2000? That was the... That was the city simulator. I mean, as as soon as it came out, like the original SimCity, that was just gone. I played Sim Ant. Nice. <laughs> and I played an earlier, I think a very earlier version of SimCity, um, probably from the 90s. I'm looking at some uh, of these. All versions of classic SimCity were from the 90s. Streets of SimCity was badass. That was way before SimCity 2000. Oh, it, it was bad, but it was also badass. Like, the game was... Uh, Streets was so fucking buggy and just like... <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. I had Streets of SimCity, and of course I, I had SimCity 2000, like the... Uh, like the, you know, the... The like the the special edition right came with the came with the uh, videos of Will Wright uh, came with Skirk and the uh, scenarios pack and so I would make these I would make these cities right it like I would make them in SimCity 2000 or if I just wanted to like have something for for playing around in streets I'd make something in Skirk right and. Uh, Skirk being the SimCity Urban Renewal Kit. And yeah, you just, uh, like, you just load up your city in uh, streets and, like, race around and blow shit up with, after, of course, after, of course, having everything unlocked so you could have, like, fucking loads of rockets carried around on your car. I want to have the ants of SimCity. Do we have enough RAM? Not the uncles? <laughs> just the ants. Do we have enough RAM in computers these days to simulate all the ants in a city? I just want to know if that's Maybe? a possible simulation. And I'm also, I'm also looking at these screenshots of Sim Ant and realizing that this is eerily similar to Dwarf Fortresses. <laughs> it's something about the digging and the ground and the giant spider, you know? Uh, I wonder if there was some inspiration there. Well, you'd have to ask Toadie One about that. Man, I've been playing a shitload of Dwarf Fortress. I had right now. I have these damn birds keep coming down. I I generated worlds that are hyper hostile because I think it's more fun that way. And so I've got birds like picking up my shit and flying off the map with it. I'm trying to pick pears, right? And they steal the stepladder. I had a dwarf die in a tree. <laughs> he climbs up the, the tree. Fucking, the fucking birds take the ladder. He's up the tree, okay? I had a donkey stuck in a tree and it died. 
okay? How the fuck does a donkey get stuck it in a tree? It went up the stepladder, okay? And so these fucking birds... How did birds... it go up the stepladder without the fucking stepladder breaking? I don't know. Okay, I didn't donkeys see it. Donkeys aren't light, man. I think they might have... <laughs> I'm not sure if the donkeys will climb the stepladder, okay? It might have been picked up by the bird and dropped. <laughs> But, picked up by the bird and dropped in the tree. Oh, oh God. So this is what I'm fighting. <laughs> I have a good, I have a tavern though. I was telling you about my tavern. I'll, I'll mention it again that um, I get all the bards from the different areas coming out. A human bard come in. He was pretty cool. He's telling poet poetry and uh, playing, uh, playing music for all my dwarves. It was pretty awesome. You know, really. And then the about. elf bard. And the elf bard. I was telling you about this elf bard. He came in. Unlike everyone else, he doesn't sit in the tavern. He goes to, like to the back room where all the wine is stored, and he stayed there for like two years. The only now thing tell, that, tell tell the people tell the people who he brought with him he, back there. He has the only thing back there is the cat, right? That I had there to just keep the vermin out. And so he's back with the cat, and he's talking. I don't know if he was talking to the cat, but he's like hanging out with this fucking cat for two years, not talking to a single soul. It was so creepy. And then after he left, the cat <laughs> after had he kittens. left, the cat had kittens. Yes. Okay. There's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Which just goes to say that it's not just humans who might say a cat is fine too. And those knife-eared bastards, man! I can't fucking stand the elves. Humans you know, cool. you know what they say, man. Around knife ears, watch your rears. <laughs> I got a real world story. Uh, we were talking about some fake stuff, but I got some. It's in lieu of attacking birds, stealing your shit. There's been some orcas that have been on a rampage by Gibraltar. Yeah, they're not stealing shit. They're just busting it. They're just killing people. Um, I don't know if they actually killed anyone. Yeah, a killer whale attacked a boat in the Gibraltar Strait, sinking the yacht. The fourth incident of its kind in two weeks. This is uh, yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, you gotta watch out for White Gladys. This has been in my notes for a couple weeks because you were talking about orcas, I think, at the end of October. But I wanted to bring this up. Orca attacks on boats traveling through the Strait of Gibraltar, also known as Orca Alley, were first reported in 2020. The ambushes... That's a weird way to put it. The ambushes, which range from orcas simply approaching boats to actively interfering with them, have been repeatedly occurred... In the stretch of water between Spain and Morocco. This is crazy. Yep. One, one such attack happened months ago when a 50-foot yacht was attacked. A tourist boat rammed was rammed for an hour by these fuckers. They're mad. Orcas they're, are... Uh, they, yeah. yeah. They put the orc in orca. They are the orcs of the sea. They are. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're, their boss, White Gladys... Yes. Run it run in this uh run in this whale trash and ring. Yep. That's mostly what I had for the show today. Um I know we have stuff we didn't get to. Uh we, we're gonna have to bump the longhorn discussion. I, we gotta we gotta we gotta make at least make a mention of this one other game. Uh <laughs> you talking about the Alex Jones game? Yes, the Alex Jones game. Your that's your story. I put it in because you were talking about it. Yeah, but I I was going I was going to buy it, and then it turns out that that there's no. First of all, it's a browser game. It's not like you download, install, and play it. No, it's done all in the browser, and right there is like is like a red flag for me. But the bigger red flag was when I went to when I went to buy it before I found out that it was a browser game. Uh, to pay for it. 
your options are use Google Pay or put in your credit card information right there on the game website. Like, it's not even like an iframe to a payment platform. It's like you punch this in on the website and then some JavaScript does something and there's nothing suggesting that it's not harvesting anything. So like I, I I'm I'm questioning the developers of of this game. Uh, I'm calling I'm calling you motherfuckers out. Uh, what's the company called? Uh, they call themselves SVGS. Yes. I'm calling you fuckers out. You first of all put the game as like it's a fucking it's a Unity game I think right and they're just doing the they're just doing the HTML5 publish right like. Put it out as like a downloadable, first of all. And second and second of all, like why the fuck Google Play? Like Alex Jones is anti big tech, right? Like I can I can understand no PayPal there because PayPal are fucking paused. But I mean no like Google Pay, like we have to give our money to to like the ones who are sucking out the brains of everything. No, no fucking way. No Bitcoin option. Amateur no move. Bitcoins. Yeah, no Bitcoins. No, no alternate payment platforms like there. There are other ones out there like the ones that the porn companies use. Right. They they would they don't care who you are so long as you're not putting out anything that's actually illegal. That will get them in trouble, right? Yeah, so it's all, like all in yeah, all, disappointing I'm, I'm, lunch. I'm not very happy with this. Yep. Instead, as, as Serpent says, they're putting JavaScript on the internet that's turned in the freaking frogs gay. I would recommend instead, if you want to play a browser game, if that is what you wanted to play, there are a number of games on itch that are. I think they're called merge games. Have you seen this genre where no. you, you drop like? objects and then when two of them touch they combine to make a bigger object and you're trying to get as many merge merges as you can does that make any sense it makes sense it's a it's a whole stupid genre if you go to the most popular um new and popular games right now for the last month these have been the number one um i'm logged in so it's giving me some weird shit uh log out the, they've been the most popular kind of game on there. Everyone's making a ripoff, like a, um, like a uh, super bait, like a. It's a copy of it. It's a trend. It's a fad. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they're dropping. No, I don't some see of them, it. Some of them are um, like idle. I'll, I'll get Baron to the Spud the Mighty time. says Katamari Damacy. It's not Katamari Damacy though. All right, I'll, I'll forget that. I'll bring it up next time. Jeez, we gotta, we gotta right. close this out. I gotta go. Um, any last business before you do it? No, no, but uh, definitely definitely the things we're putting off we got to talk about next week. We're going to have a full show next week, too. <laughs> yeah, we got a full show next week. All right, for the Americans out there, happy Thanksgiving. That's tomorrow. Next week, oh, we got yeah, one more. We one, already had ours up here. One more Wednesday in November. All right, we're pushing I Spy next week, guys. I Spy and one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> until then, stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman, but she lay down, honey, and died.
she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied? 